Hello, and welcome to the Kink Perspective. My name's Chris. I'm a psychotherapist and consultant. On this episode, I'm going to discuss BDSM and spirituality, how we can view the practice or practices of BDSM as spiritual or even transcendental, comparing BDSM to religion, along with the rise and fall of religions globally, especially when we add in the ritual component aspect, for example, receiving communion on a Sunday or daily prayer compared to the daily tasks to mark obedience from a dominant to a submissive. Because this is such a large topic, I'm going to be breaking this down into two episodes. This week, I'm going to focus on what religion is, the views of looking for more than just the words, and looking inside of the different aspects of pain and how we transcend those into a religious iconography. So let's dive right into this one. The celebrity of religious beliefs is waning in Western society, especially as it flows more towards secularism. So we've seen in the past where it was, you were proud to announce you were a Christian or a Catholic or you were Jewish or Hindi. But now people are increasingly identifying as non-religious, especially as religion dissipates from the public eye. But this doesn't mean that the, the drives and the needs that religion addresses have declined. People might be moving away from particular symbols or the books of meaning that brought them some sort of understanding or calm. They're still finding and seeking and inventing ways to fulfill their existing and existential questions that they have that linger. Increasingly, the areas that are traditionally seen as secular one prime example of this secular religioning can be found in the practice in our subculture of the lifestyle or BDSM. We understand that BDSM is a broad term that's used to describe a multi-step participation process in bondage or discipline, dominant submission, and sadomasochism and masochism. It's intentionally participating in the play of pain, power, bondage, and sometimes sex. The focus on the intersection of these powerful primal forces of the human condition and experience makes BDSM a fertile ground for spiritual expression and release. If you think about it, what we're doing, quite honestly, is very ritualistic. We complete these rituals week in and week out. So in essence, we have formed our own religious belief or Bible or BDSM book the way we adhere inside of our BDSM dynamics. BDSM can be viewed as a material religion by looking at the psychology of pain and power, transcendent ways of hurting, and its ritual components for those that follow a protocol-based relationship style. Pain is the most universal and distinctive characteristic of all of the human experiences. It's a sensation that is unavoidably bound with mental and cultural experiences and is often accompanied by an intellectual or an emotional judgment. All embodied experiences, including pain, are a combination of stimuli, our state of being, and our social consciousness. Experiencing pain is not the same as suffering, though. Suffering is not a physical sensation. Rather, it's an emotional, engaged reaction to any number of stimuli, some of which can be entirely painless. Pain can actually be a solution to suffering. Pain can be a psychological analgesic that removes anxiety, guilt, or even depression. We can understand this reference when we look at self-flagellation that the Christians did to atone for their sins. 
we have to be willing to accept that over the last few decades, researchers and theorists have approached the topic of religion and its shift away from the status quo religious modality into something more sensitized that requires the discussion of pain on all levels as it emulates the way society constructs its individuals, not only as the self, but as a member of the societal makeup. Certain theories of pain fall into four broad categories. First, there's normative, a theological argument for the value of pain within a specific tradition or religion. Then there's critical, a conversation with the first stance in which the theorist has not altogether disengaged from his discussion and more likely reduced it to a separate non-level for themselves. Then there's descriptive, the reasons for using pain that are stated by the person and the practitioners themselves, whether they're explicit or they're more just a symbolic gesture. Finally, there's reductive. This explains the use of pain by reducing it to its more abstract, fundamental level of the human condition. One researcher believes that the reductive theories are the only real explanation for religious pain. They describe several psychological models of pain that are related to the religious understanding of pain and power. These models include juridical, medical, military, athletic, and magical. Juridical pain is the type of punishment that is brought about by some personal agency. For example, well, you know, God brought down this headache on me because I didn't pray enough today, or I bumped myself and hurt myself because I was blasphemous, or by some sort of impersonal mechanism such as karma, for example. Oh, I, 10 years ago, I was in a car accident and I never left a note. Today, my car was totaled. Uh, by someone else, it's just karma getting me back. This punishment can be seen as a just or entirely unwarranted, such as with the biblical case of Job. As we grow to understand, pain may be taken as punishment, but the loving punishment inflicted by the metaphorical dominant figure, by our religious figure, a god or goddess for example, in order to educate those whom he or she loves, this figure educated the follower or practitioner for their patience and perseverance, which is necessary for their salvation or their devotion to their dominant figure. The juridical model accounts for a large percentage of the cases found in religious literature, and many pain patients employ its methods in a secular and medical situations to this day. Within the medical model, religious sources often describe pain as as medical and evaluate pain as a beneficial experience. This is not to claim that pain is some sort of pleasant experience, but that pain benefits or heals the soul. But what it does do is it allows us to know that we are alive, that we're still constantly feeling something, that they're without the absence of pain, then we feel nothing. It's in this idea of pain as a spiritual medicine and its values are echoed in a classical medical notion that it can cure and can be as painful as the disease. In the secular arena, the military model of pain is a way of conceptualizing pain as the enemy or invader of the body, or even the enemy or the invader of the land we are protecting. In the religious understandings of this model, the enemy, in quotes if you think about it that way, is often not the pain itself, 
but the actual enemy is our body or our soul within pain becomes the weapon and the means of which the body is subdued demons are removed if we think about exorcism in the catholic faith temptation is averted in a battle for our salvation for our souls an example of this can be seen in muslim texts who have conceptualized the jihad as a primarily combat against internal enemies specifically of the soul we can also view this with the templars and their holy war in the middle east thousands of years ago in the athletic model it's the primary model that conceptualizes pain as a training modality and it's closely related to virtuous or being virtuous because of the discipline it requires we have to understand that athletic training requires physical control endurance effort thought out planning and more discipline to conduct our those daily routines to reach that peak fitness level that they're trying to attain a religious example of this can be seen in the old testament where pain is described as god's training for his devout which should not be merely endured but actively sought out this conception of pain as beneficial training of the self is also very often seen in BDSM. We understand that BDSM enables the exploration of weakness or role reversal, or that of pain and humiliation and degradation, and in those experiences themselves, rather than being something to overcome, there's something that's sought after. We especially see this with masochists. In the final mode and model of pain. We understand this is often employed in BDSM and it's one that we'll talk it's seen throughout discourse. It sees pain as a transcendent force which instantly converts the participants from one plane of existence to another, especially with a heightened sense of purpose. This can be seen very clearly in both religious and secular BDSM contexts as purifying or purifying the soul or the conscious or our internal self. And it becomes transformative. This pain, it's an essential aspect of passage from one state of our consciousness to another and from limited states of identity to another. And we broaden our understandings and broaden our range of who we are and the roles we decide to inhabit. In regards to the states of consciousness, certain levels of pain possess these qualities of relief that take us out of what we can consider a trapped life into the life that we feel that we deserve and want to atone for. It can also, through these states of pain or experiences of pain, induce euphoric states related to the reduction of psychological drives and the experience of disassociation or trance, a fact that doctors and surgeons are well aware of and they utilize in today's practices. States of consciousness and their manipulation is a large part of the discourse of both religious mystical experiences such as we see in meditation, in Hindu practices, yoga, even deep meditation, as well as secular BDSM practices and experiences such as when we look at subspace or top space. The concept of pain and the effects on itself reveals two fundamental types of pain, disintegrative and integrative. 
disintegrative pain weakens or destroys the self and disrupts the relationship of the self. It distorts our views and binds us to a state of perpetual reality, which can result in isolation that can destroy our sense and our desire to want to live and continue on. Integrative pain, however, describes the strengthening of the individual's focus and their resolve, their ego, their sense of identity, their sense of their belonging within the community or the connection with something beyond themselves. The individual feels empowered by these sensations of pain, such as we see with even rituals. These two types of pain are not mutually exclusive. Understanding the psychological models of pain and power is key to understanding the use of pain in both religious connotations and BDSM. Disintegrative pain can be transformed into integrative pain, a key focus of both religion and BDSM. Certain religious texts state only can religious language be used to describe how bad pain can eventually become good pain. We can use this pain as a socially and spiritually integrative marker that defines and broadens our individual sense of identity within the traditional community and our religious or lifestyle community. Around the world and throughout time, religious zealots have tormented themselves, branded or pierced their bodies, sat in extremely cold, frozen rivers or lakes, or even set themselves on fire. The goal of the religious follower is in regards to the use of pain is to convert that pain that causes suffering into something that is insightful, personally relevant, and may lead us down a path of our own personal salvation. Religious individuals hurt themselves because through that pain, they can connect to others within their community. Identifying those shared experiences, trials and tribulations, and find a path towards inner happiness. The effectiveness of the symbology and the experience of pain is based in a way it connects our baser sensations with our highest qualities as human beings, existing in a community with other people. We also understand that the role of religious leaders and its followers is to change that sorrow, that discomfort or sickness, and sometimes believed it's deserved or we should be experiencing those things into a formidable power of conversion that provides us with a spiritual understanding on a higher level of existence. For some, pain is viewed as an answer instead of the issue. The way we use and discuss pain are vast. Religious scripture globally often discusses and has remedies for pain in different forms through different remedies, through texts, or spiritual practices, or even holistic medicines. It's not always an unwanted feeling, but as to the connection of a deeper part of ourselves that requires the force behind it, and whether or not it's worthy of cultivation of more. Next week, I'll look at more specific examples from different religions and their connections to BDSM. Until next time, be safe and stay kinky.